At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The Chicago Bulls suffer a historic, devastating loss to the Detroit Pistons. A little bit of exaggeration there. We're also going to ask, are the minutes starting to catch up to Kobe White, even though he thinks they are not? And we finally have another update on Lonzo Ball. And to be honest with you, it isn't good at all. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host there, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. And so the Bulls lost to the Detroit Pistons. For the second time this season, a team that now only has nine wins on the season, two of those wins come against the Chicago Bulls, unfortunately. And despite the veterans having really good performances last night, DeMar DeRozan with 25 points, four assists, three rebounds, Nikola Vucevic with another double-double with 25 points, 10 rebounds, Andre Drummond with 20 points, 11 rebounds. He goes 9 of 14 from the field. But overall in this game, the one thing that you're going to hear a lot of people talk about is the Chicago Bulls having the second worst three-point shooting per- percentage at w- with at least 25 threes taken in NBA history. It's the worst three-point shooting percentage of the season uh, for any team as well. The Bulls continue to be on the wrong side of history with some of the things that they've been doing. And it's just, it's 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 crazy to say that. Like, it, it's it's bad. And, and, you know, the Bulls, again, it's the worst three-point shooting percentage in NBA history by a team taking at least 28 threes. It, it, I'm sorry, yeah, 28 threes. It's bad. It's bad. This game and this performance were not good in any stretch of the imagination, and despite the first half looking solid for the Chicago Bulls, right? They had the lead at the first half of the game, but it was still it was a close game then. And when you looked at the, the, the thing that was kind of the most concerning in this game wasn't just, you know, the three points taken, because we know we're not a three-point shooting team. It is what it is. The Detroit Pistons outscored us by 30 points just from the three three-point line alone, and they went on to win by 10. So this is another one of those games you can look at and say, just with a tweak and more threes made, the Bulls could have absolutely been in this game. Again, losing games because of simple math has been a thing for the Bulls team for a while when it comes down to it. But it was also that this team, there was a point in the third quarter where the lead was six points. It was only six points. And you could tell by the fate on the face of every Chicago Bulls player out there that that game was over with. They weren't getting back into that game. The mental part of the game was over and said and done. It was over with. And that is one of the biggest disappointments is to see a team against an eight-win team with only – the lead was only six points. But you can tell that they gave up. Now, Alex Crusoe did go down. He ended up coming back in the game. Billy Donovan pulled him out because he didn't like the way Alex Crusoe looked. We'll see if we get an update on any type of injury concerns with Alice Caruso. You know, if news drops, I'll drop a video on it. Um, but overall, this was just another disappointing performance by the Bulls. Yes, the Bulls were shorthanded. Yes, they're missing Zach. They're missing Pat. They're missing Tory Craig. We're technically missing Lonzo as well. But we got a bad update on Lonzo Ball we'll get into in a second. But it, uh, it just comes down to the effort again from this team and the execution. And that eight-win eight team at that time had showed more heart 
in the second half of the game than what the Chicago Bulls showed at all. 40 points the Bulls scored in the second half of this game, only 18 points in a fourth quarter where it was still in hand and the Bulls still had a chance to win this game. And the thing that makes all of this even more disappointing is that the Bulls won in a lot of stats that usually dictate a team winning the game. We won points in the paint in this game. We out-rebounded them in this game, right? We had more second-chance points in this game. We did things in this game when it comes down to like the giving effort the Bulls just, they they didn't have it, and there was no reason for this team to give up on this type of game, but it, that's what it felt like they did. It felt like at some point they looked at it and said, hey, we got another one against the Cavs, we'll get them tomorrow. And that is disappointing when it's a close game and you're still supposed to be this this competitive team. And we, had, we actually did not rebound the Pistons. They out-rebounded us 47-39. to 39. We were winning the rebounding battle in the first half of the game. That's where I got confused at with that one. But we won points off turnovers, 25 points off turnovers, only six to the Detroit Pistons. Fast break points, they killed us 14 to 2. Second chance points, we won 18 to 10. Points in the paint, we won 50 to 42. We just could not get the things done that we needed to get done. And really, we scored 95 points, sub 100 points in this game. And 70 of those points came from three players. Three players. We had nine players check in this game. That means that means the rest of the six players that checked in only combined for 25 points. And 10 of those came from Kobe White. So like it's it's really disappointing when you have this type of performance. Yes, you can't control. Well, you can in a way, but you're gonna have cold shooting nights. It sucks that everybody literally went cold on the same night on the same game. I would assume Kobe White, the backcourt of the future, uh, goes 0 of 10 from three point range. That hasn't happened a lot for us. Alice Crusoe, when you throw in everybody else in the starting lineup, Kobe White, Alice Crusoe, and I would assume when a collective. 0 for 15 from three point range. You gotta hope that that's not gonna happen a lot. The only two players to hit three pointers. For the Chicago Bulls last night were Dalen Terry and Nikola Vucevic. That's it. The Bulls couldn't buy a three-pointer if they wanted to in that game. And that's really kind of what separated this game for the Bulls. And it just sucks that in a period where we're supposed to be competitive, it, again, the competitive nature of this team just does not show that it's there. And that is the biggest concern here, is that the Bulls continually lose games when, they, when, when it gets close and down to the wire because it seems like they don't have that second gear. They don't have that second edge that some teams have. And in not having that, you're going to put yourself in a situation when you already have limitations on your roster, you're you're going to put yourself in an even worse situation. But you also, Billy Donovan doesn't get any bell thrown on this one. You brought up a three-point shooter from the G League who's been shooting over 40% and earn a lot, Batim. I'm not saying Batim would have saved this game for the Bulls at all, but you mean to tell me Javon Carter, who played 12 minutes and went 0-4 from the field, you don't even give that the, the, the guy the team, or Drell an opportunity to see if they can shoot you back in the game? Like I said, again, there was a turning point in this game where the lead was only six points, and the Bulls had an opportunity to try. If you lose, you lose, but at least you've tried something different. No Ernolop, no Julian Phillips, no Henry Drell, right, in this game at all. You don't even try to change the energy somewhat in this game. And that, that again, now that is a limitation of coaching. Billy Donovan seemingly, as a coach, I can only say what I see, right? I can't speak for the man. I haven't got a chance to talk to him. But seemingly, it's almost as if Billy Donovan is so afraid to, to, to not rely on, on the, the vets and the players that have been here or to give players that are unproven an opportunity that it ends up putting the Bulls in a situation where now you, those guys, like, I, I just don't know. Like, try something. Try a spark off the bench. You played the Drummond and Vooch lineup today, which was way more effective. I would hate to see how much the Bulls would have lost 
by if that if that lineup wasn't effective. They played a total of 16, almost 17 minutes together. We were plus three. We had an offensive rating of 133 and a defensive rating of 123 with Vooch and Drum on the on the on the field. To get, I mean, on the court together, which is okay, right? I, I'll give it that. It's okay. Um, but it's just we we got some things that we need to work on, man. And I, I hope that Billy Donovan, especially as we go forth to the rest of the season, gets a little bit more experimentative with this uh with the lineups try some of these other players you brought them up for a reason they got here for a reason give them an opportunity to show what they can bring and if you lose you're already losing right like i i don't know man i i just it was a really frustrating loss by the chicago bulls let's hope that we perform better tonight against the cleveland cavaliers now with that said kobe white has been really concerning lately in his play uh kobe white said that he was asked after the game if the minutes are catching up to him he said no nah, the minutes ain't catching up just got to hit shots. Now, I understand and I love that mindset. That is the mindset you want You want a player to have. You don't want a player to take an easy out and say, yeah, I'm playing too many minutes out there. I'm tired, whatever else. No, he has the right mentality. But over the last three games, and it's surprising because, again, these last three games were post-All-Star break. You would think that the Bulls would have more energy. He's shooting basically 22% from the field and 25% from three-point range. Right now, he's going 13 of 49 from the from the uh, three point line since the All Star break. It's not it's not what we what we're used to seeing from Kobe White. And while Kobe says that the minutes aren't a thing, he's he's the second most minutes played in the NBA, only behind Demar Derozan. And this is a season where not only it has his role increased, right, which is one thing, but the, also his offensive load has increased. He has gone from being a bench player for the Chicago Bulls that played some solid defense, that definitely still took some shots and was involved, to you are now getting the most shots on in the team and defenses are keying in on you. That that Venn diagram, if you were to draw one, between the minutes played, the role, the increased role that he has, and the, and the fact that now defenses are focusing in on how to stop Kobe White. Those things are cooking up right now for Kobe White to have a difficult second half of the season, and it's by far. It, it, it's it's evident. He is going to have a difficult second half, and he like this does not take away from the breakout season that he's had. I do think it can affect that most improved player of the year voting for sure, but that's we'll worry about that when we get to it. But the fact is that Kobe White, is it, it's clear. The shots are coming up short. He's still giving great energy defensively. He hasn't backed down from that. But you can tell when you look at Kobe White, you can see it, whether he says it or not. You can see that the minutes are getting to Kobe White. Now, unfortunately, we don't have any real resolve to it. Uh, Zach Levine is, is, was bad to start the season, and he's been hurt. Uh, Alice Caruso is Alice Caruso. That means that he's going to get hurt a lot. He's going to play really good when he's out there. He's going to get hurt a lot. Javon Carter has been absolutely trash and useless in a lot of times as well for the Chicago Bulls. It's all led to Kobe White playing so many minutes, especially at a crucial time where defenses are really just looking at how can we keep Kobe White from beating us. That's what that's what the Detroit Pistons did. That's what a lot of teams have done now here over the since the break. Teams are looking at it now and saying, "Hey, let's make Demar beat right. Like like let's keep Kobe White from beating us. Let's make Demar Derozan be the one that beats us." And while Demar is still going to be Demar and he's still going to get to the free throw line, he's still going to get his shots off. He's a very limited score, and you it's easier to kind of stop DeMar than what it is if Kobe gets rolling because Kobe can score from all over the, the, the court. So they're keeping Kobe out of the game, and right now the mix of those things going on for Kobe, he's just not having the impact that he was having earlier in the season. Now, do I think he'll work himself out of it? Yeah. Do I think he'll look at this 
and watch tape in the offseason and progress to the point where if defense is key in on him to start the season and he's going to come out with, with a much, much better preparation for it? Absolutely. Kobe White works every offseason. I do trust that Kobe White is going to hit the ground running for the Chicago Bulls next season. But his fact is, you can see it. The eye test proves it. Kobe White is clearly exhausted out there. And I can't blame him for that. You like he's playing the most minutes of his NBA career. He's taking the most shots in his NBA career, right? He's he's already passed the most three point I mean three pointers that he's made in a season for the Chicago Bulls. He is doing everything in his power. But listen, these players still are human, and at some point, while yes, they are professional athletes, and this is their job to stay in peak condition, taking on. The, the, the responsibilities that Kobe has taken and with everything that's changed with Kobe in just one year, it kind of makes some sense that he's kind of running into a wall in a certain in a certain area. I think he'll, he'll I think he'll come out of, on the other side of it fine. I do think that he'll adjust because that's Kobe White's game, but it just it's going to he's right now hitting that wall. And you know it's unfortunate because it's happening at the same time where we're losing so many players to injury and uh, Billy Donovan apparently is one thing that we are is a guard deep team. Give some of the other guards an opportunity and a chance to either earn or play themselves out of the rotation and eliminate the what-ifs. Because right now, a lot of Bulls fans are looking at the what-if. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. What if Arnold Lopatim could have given Kobe White a couple of more minutes to sit on the bench, and then Kobe, who looked like he was going to get it going at one point, kind of fell off from that, right? And so, again, I'm not saying that OB or Drell or, or guys are going to save wins for the Chicago Bulls, but I'm saying that these are players that have a specialized skill set that we aren't utilizing and not even giving them an opportunity to show what they can bring at the NBA level. And that, to me, is a real misusage of your lineup when you're not even trying when clearly in a game like last night, you just need three-point shooting. But that's my opinion. You guys can let me know what you think on all that down below. Now, next up, we're going to be talking about the Bulls and kind of how their record uh, is going and what things are saying. We're also going to talk about Lonzo Ball. Billy Donovan provided a really concerning update to Lonzo Ball. But before we get into that, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, a message from our sponsor, and that's Aura. I'm sure most of you know anyone can find anything on the internet, including your full legal name and personal email, your home address, phone number, and even your relatives. For me, personally, I never took this kind of stuff seriously, that people can take my personal data and use it for their own financial gain. Well, in 2019, I got my identity stolen, including my social security number and credit card information, and it was a total nightmare getting it all sorted out. From recouping loans that were taken out in my name and shopping sprees on my credit card, there are some really bad people out there, and it's sad to say, but it's true. Do a Google search for your personal information or someone you know and see if a people search site shows up. The information is easily accessible because of data brokers who profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spanners, 
and anyone else that wants to learn more about you. And so for me, protecting my and my family's personal data and information is at the utmost importance because of the terrible experience I had four years ago. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura will identify data brokers that are exposing your information and automatically submit opt-out requests on your behalf. They will even opt out of junk mail and telemarketing lists. Aura also monitors your emails and passwords to see if they were involved in any data breach and exposed on the dark web. Aura's app also features VPN, password manager, real-time credit card and identity theft monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your device from malware. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside one app, which is what makes it so amazing so that you don't have to use multiple platforms and sites to protect yourself. Let Aura do the hard work, keeping you safe online. And if you sign up right now, Aura will give you a two-week free trial with my link below. You'll be shocked at how much your private information Aura finds exposed over two weeks. I was shocked at how much my information Aura was able to find when I was using the app. Go to Aura.com CBC to start your free trial. Also linked in the description, or you can scan the QR code here. Now back to the video. All right, Bulls fans. So um, there's an interesting article in Bleacher Report, which they talked about teams that are that are currently slated for the plan that could be better off tanking. And and while the Bulls, I don't want to see my team tank. You guys know I'm against tanking. But it did provide me like a kind of way to look at this, right? When you look at it right now, the Chicago Bulls, in the best case scenario that they have, is that they could get out of the playing tournament and probably get eliminated in round one against the top seed in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, if if I think most people look at it as a victory if we can win a single playoff game, right? Um, we haven't had a playoff win since, uh, you know, since we beat the Milwaukee Bucks the first year that this team uh, came together. And right now, what this is telling us, the Chicago Bulls, is that a time period where the uh, President uh, Arturis Karnasova tried to sell us on, on, on continuity, the fact of the matter is, is that outside of Kobe White and Io DeSumo's emergence, in this team, uh, in 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 this season, that it hasn't really changed the outlook of the franchise because of the lack of movement in other places from it right now. Now, yes, I've said it before: the Bulls could absolutely benefit a little bit more from uh from you know actually not making it out the plan, get a little bit of, uh extra up in the lottery to kind of get a higher pick. But at the end of the day, like we haven't found lottery success or had lottery luck for years, or since the Derrick Rose time, really. Every time we've had, even when we won. A chance for for uh, to have a better uh, record. What was it? I can't remember what player it was over. We ended up getting the worst pick out of it. Like the Bulls have not had luck. But when Arturis Karnasavas says things like this, direct quote: he "says I came here to Chicago. I wanted to have a competitive team. We came up with the formula in 2021. We had somewhat of a success. We took obviously a step back with some injuries, but my objective doesn't change. I would like to compete with the best teams. We ain't even competing with the worst team in the NBA." And so while Kobe's emergence, while Dalen Terry starting to look like a player that can contribute at the NBA level are all great things, make no mistake about it. The Bulls right now in being this competitive team really just it's going to breed a scenario again where things may end up staying the same. The fact that we didn't trade a 34-year-old DeMar DeRozan who's an unrestricted free agent. The fact that there was reportedly a deal for Andre Drummond who I love on this team in the for second round picks and the Bulls didn't take that, it brings the question of, what exactly is AK seeing in this team that he feels like so, like he must know something we all don't know? And if he does, great. But even in bringing this team back together, if you were crazy enough to do that, our ceiling has been shown. It's been exposed that ceiling is a ninth seed, maybe an eighth seed. 
right? And you you got to you got to be willing to make some changes if you truly want to grow in every aspect of the game. And right now, the Chicago Bulls, uh, you know, where we sit and in, in pushing for this plane and being competitive, it's not really leading to much positivity. Yes, we're going to win games. Yes, we've technically won more games than we lost for a while now. But it still does not change what this outcome of this season is going to be, and that means it's going to end in pain. And so, I, listen, I hope that this offseason, AK and, and Eversley, Everly end up staying here, they really do have a plan. I do think when they have a plan and execution, that they can execute it great. You got to pivot off that plan, and it was made even worse by an update we got to Lonzo Ball, which we're going to get into next up, is that Billy Donovan shot. The one thing Billy Donovan, he does shoot it straight when it comes down to it, but there are now more concerns that Lonzo Ball is still not progressing in rehab. So uh, the Chicago Sun-Times reported that uh, the Bulls have been having more concern about Lonzo Ball's progress with his rehabilitation in that left knee. Billy Donovan was asked about it, and Billy Donovan said that the hope originally was that Lonzo Ball would begin sprinting in January. March is two days away, and that he is still not sprinting, that he is still experiencing the same setbacks when he tries to ramp up again. Billy Donovan saying this exactly. I don't know if he's stuck. He's doing some shooting, some running, some jumping. He hasn't done any sprinting yet that I know of. They talked about that, and sprinting was kind of a goal, a set point. I do think one thing that has been a priority right now so he does not set get set back is he needs to develop more strength in the leg. Because of him having the surgery and being off his leg so long, before he's really able to ramp up, I think they want him to get to a place of phys- physically that he uh, re- uh, relates to his quad strength, hamstring strength, before he starts to really do that. I don't want to say that he's that he that say it's a hold up, but that's where they want him to get in terms of what he's doing. He feels better. Now, I love that he ended it on the he feels better part, but the fact that lost in all of this is that a they expected him to be doing something by January that he is not physically able or ready to do. Now, could a could a could some progression happen over the offseason? Yeah, progression can happen. For those that have been through physical rehab, there gets to a point where kind of things just start working and, and then they start you know progressing more naturally and yeah you you deal with some setbacks but the fact of the matter is two and a half years we are still experiencing setbacks after a certain again I told you guys and I see it all the time the hope that Lonzo Ball can come back what this tells to me is exactly what I've been telling to you guys the surgery that Lonzo Ball had typically is for elderly people to have a better quality of life it's not to get back to playing sports and that is why you're seeing the setbacks that he's having can he make a miraculous recovery yes but this, again, paints a bleak picture for Lonzo Ball returning and, again, the $20 million contract that Lonzo Ball has here. And here's what I'll go back to saying what I've said before, is that if Lonzo Ball is not ready to go, if he is not ready to go by the time, uh, you, you, I'd say by the draft, if he's, if he's not looking like he's going to be ready to go, the Bulls would be a gross negligence of assets if they don't file for the career-ending injury exception, period. They would be it would be a negligence to what you can do for this team and in this roster. Something has to give. It has to give. And at some point, you have to realize that what Lonzo Ball is going through is something that he's going to go through. And if he is still not even able to sprint, guess what? That means even if he does get medically cleared to come back, you still got to look at conditioning. You still got to look at him getting back in rhythm. You said, yes, his mental aspect of the game, his basketball IQ is amazing and through the roof. And if anything is going to be get Lonzo Ball back on the court, it's going to be because he has that amazing basketball IQ. But you got to ask yourself, the business part of this, the part of getting to a point of trying to correct your team, is it better to try to go through a season of struggle just to see if Lonzo Ball can get back to playing basketball? Or with that $20 million back on the salary cap, 
actually get you something or put you in a position to where you can make some deals to actually improve where this team sits? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. And it's a bleak question right now for Lonzo Ball, and it's unfortunate that we're here, but this is where we're here nonetheless. And so let's see what the Bulls do. Now, before we go, we know we like to preview games. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers coming in the building again. This is, again, one of the teams that are, are a really good defensive team and offensive team in the league, and the Chicago Bulls are going to have to do what they did not do last night. They're going to have to play 48 minutes of intensity. This team uh, in the Cleveland Cavaliers is the second-best defense in the league, only allowing 109 points per game. Now, the Bulls couldn't get up 100 points against, against the Detroit Pistons team, which was the 28th-ranked defense in the league. So the Bulls got to come in here and beat. Now, they've been in there. They're not traveling. They're at home. They got to sleep in their own beds. All those things are really good. And while the Cleveland Cavaliers' offense is a middle-of-the-pack offense, we know, again, they take three-point shots. They hit those three-point shots at a good enough percentage as well. The Bulls got to be locked in in this game. If they're not locked in and prepared, it's going to be an ugly night for the Chicago Bulls, just period. It's going to be. Defensively is how you have to make your tone first. I would not be surprised if they, even if they don't start together, we see a lot of Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond together out there to experiment with that some more in the next two games against the Cavs and against the Milwaukee Bucks. But the Bulls' defense has to be set the tone tonight first for this team. You have to set the tone defensively. If you don't, you're going to be you're going to be SOL. And so the Bulls got to be prepared for this one defensively. Get out on transition. Do those things. And if you do end up missing Alex Caruso, which definitely is a possibility. I want to be clear here. There is a possibility that Alex Caruso sits in this game, especially because it's a back-to-back. He got hurt. He didn't look good when he checked back into the game. And if that does happen, man. Uh, listen, you're going to have to go deep in your bench. You're going to have to play Dalen Moore. You're going to have to try Julian. You may have to try uh, Batim. You're going to have to try some things, and Billy Donovan is going to have to actually coach this team tomorrow uh, tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But that's my time for today, guys. Let me know how you guys are feeling about tonight's game, the Lonzo Ball news, Kobe White being gassed. Let me know all that down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red if you can. We're two days away from episode 1000. Two days away, man. I can't wait to bring you guys that. Go Bulls. See Red. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.